Podcast One Production. Your morning agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Friday, the 15th of January. The Queensland Premier is taking a plan to move quarantine out of city hotels to National Cabinet next week. The move follows an outbreak of the highly contagious UK COVID strain at the Grand Chancellor Hotel in Brisbane. Authorities still don't know exactly how COVID spread throughout the building and have now shut down the venue, evacuating travellers and staff. Here's Anastasia Palaszczuk. We have to put all options on the table and these are sensible, uh, rational options. The uh, Howard Springs works very well in the Northern Territory and there's no reason why we couldn't do something similar here in Queensland. But the New South Wales Premier has ruled out moving hotel quarantine to regional areas. I have confidence in the integrity of the quarantine system, but what we have to accept, and this is the hard, hard reality, mistakes are going to happen. Some of the issues with the move would be how to transport travellers to and from regional areas and also ensuring the virus doesn't escape. But epidemiologist Tony Blakely has told the project the proposal does have advantages. Having people out in remote areas would be advantageous to stopping a get-in, but it's also probably better for the travellers because they've got uh, a sort of a easier access to um, physical activity and they can also open their windows and that sort of thing. Overseas now and security is being stepped up in the US after the historic decision to impeach Donald Trump. Just days before Joe Biden is set to take office, there are reports the president-elect has cancelled a 90-minute train ride from his hometown to Washington, D.C. for his inauguration next week because of safety concerns. Mr Trump has pleaded for calm in a new video message but did not mention the impeachment decision, which will now go to trial. Violence and vandalism have absolutely no place in our country and no place in our movement. Meantime, US actor Macaulay Culkin has backed an online petition calling for Mr Trump to be replaced in Home Alone 2. An international team from the World Health Organization has touched down in Wuhan to investigate the origins of the COVID-19 pandemic. Scientists suspect the virus originated in bats or other animals, most likely in China's southwest, before being transmitted to humans. So far, 1.9 million people have died from COVID-19, with millions more infected. And there are calls for the Australian Open to be cancelled after Andy Murray was the latest big name in tennis to test positive to COVID. Murray, who was set to play in the Open in just three weeks, is now working out with organisers if and when he'll be able to head to Melbourne. And we'll have more coming up on this story shortly in sport with Tony Squires. And meantime, Victorian authorities have defended the controversial move to allow US player Tennis Sandgren to fly to Australia for the Melbourne tournament. He tested positive for COVID but was given the green light to leave LA after the test was analysed and deemed to be just a case of viral shedding, and he was therefore no longer infectious. Now for a look at what else is making news around the country this Friday morning, and a crime scene remains in place at Tullamarine in Melbourne's northwest, where the bodies of a mum and her three children were found yesterday afternoon. Our Melbourne reporter, James Royce, has more. 
Tars police continue to keep an open mind as to exactly what has happened after the bodies of 42-year-old Katie Berinovich, her daughters Claire and Anna, and son Matthew were found yesterday afternoon. Katie's 48-year-old husband and the father of those children has been helping police with their investigations, and while Assistant Commissioner Bob Hill doesn't believe anyone outside of the family was involved, he says it's too early to speculate as to who's responsible. It's very important we do not speculate. The circumstances of this, of this event are yet to be determined. We cannot afford to make any assumptions as to what occurred. In Perth, a father of two has undergone emergency surgery after being attacked by a shark on the Swan River. It's the first shark attack in the area in nearly 50 years. Our reporter Adam Hemmings is in Perth with the latest details. And Adam, it's unlikely to stop this man getting back into the water. That's right, Tash. The 54-year-old's family says it won't deter him from his daily swims. Cameron Rathall spent last night at Royal Perth Hospital after suffering a 30-centimetre wound to his upper right thigh after being attacked by a bull shark at a popular spot near Bigden in Perth South. Witnesses have described confronting scenes. Kayakers rushed to his aid and applied pressure to the wound as they got him back to shore. The last known shark attack in the Swan River was in the 1970s and fisheries officers will continue their patrols of the river today. And in Queensland, health authorities have slammed false media reports over an apparent twist in Queensland's hotel quarantine COVID outbreak. Our reporter Joseph Ogilvie has the latest from Brisbane. Well, Tash, the Grand Chancellor Hotel is at the centre of a huge investigation into a COVID cluster. And as the search for answers ramps up, it appears someone jumped the gun. There were allegations a traveller who's tested positive to the UK strain of coronavirus had unintentionally breached quarantine going to and from hospital with her father, who's also contracted the virus. The false allegation made by a media outlet was that the woman had travelled by private transport or a rideshare service. Queensland Health is unequivocally refused that saying she was transported by ambulance in full PPE as per protocol. The woman is one of six cases linked to the cluster, some experts suggesting airborne transmission must be behind the outbreak. Whatever the finding, Queensland is now pushing to change its quarantine system, wanting to house returning travellers in regional mining camps instead of city hotels. That idea will now go to National Cabinet next week for approval. At this stage, it appears other states aren't keen to follow suit. Now the latest in business and finance news this Friday morning. We're joined by Effie Zahos, editor-at-large at Canstar. Effie, good morning. Now, this is quite an interesting story. There's a proposal for HEX-style loans to help struggling businesses. Good morning, Tasha. Yeah, it is. And look, it's been floated. Let me get that for correct first. We know that JobKeeper ends on March and there is some fear that if we put the brake on this fiscal stimulus, it's going to undo all the hard work, which is why these HEX-style loans for small businesses sound really intriguing. And it's come by the Australian Small Business and Family Enterprise Ombudsman, and they're urging the federal government to establish these revenue contingent loan schemes to help businesses with their cash flow over the next 12 months. So the idea is that they'll be ultra-low or zero-interest loans. They'll only need to be repaid when the borrower's turnover reaches a designated uh, level, similar to how HECS help loans work for students. And it will be government funded, they're suggesting a cap at a percentage of the small business annual revenue. And of course, they'll have to satisfy some kind of, you know, 
viability test. They just can't be given out to, to everybody in that sense. While this all does sound good, Tash, I think it's going to be hard maybe to get it across the line because we just saw ABS figures come out this week and more than a quarter of a million positions looking to be filled in November were there. It's a record high. So job vacancy numbers were good. I'm keen to see what comes out next Thursday. That That's when the labour market figures come out. And CBA economists are expecting employment growth of around 30 and expecting the unemployment rate to fall just slightly to 6.7 from 6.8. So we'll sit tight and see. Effie, we will certainly watch with interest. Now, also making news this Friday morning, some interesting changes to the partnership between Virgin Australia Frequent Flyers and Flybys. Tell us more. Yeah, who doesn't like some frequent fly points? I, I know it sounds odd because we're not flying. So you're thinking, why do I want frequent fly points? But we are building them and you don't have to spend them on flights, of course. And, and yesterday what happened is that Australia's Velocity Frequent Flyer Program made it just that much more easier for its members to earn points. It refreshed its partnership with flybys and, and sharpened the transfer rate. So to put simply, previously, members were able to transfer a minimum of 2,000 frequent flyer points and they received... 870 velocity points. Now they'll be able to receive 500 velocity points for every 1,000 points transferred. And that's a a 15% increase in value. Um, And like I said, of course, you don't have to wait until you fly to use your points. And while seat upgrades and flights do tend to give you the best value for your point spend, look, under these circumstances, and if your cash flow is tight, there's nothing wrong using your points for everyday items. I say it's better to use them than lose them. Good advice. Effie, thanks as always, and happy Friday. Thank you. Time to check sport now with Tony Squires. And, Tony, you called a certain win for Australia in the cricket. So how are we looking today? Yes, thanks so much, Natasha, for pointing that out. I got it horribly wrong. (laughs) India were brilliant, though, in Sydney. And a draw in Brisbane will see them retain the Border Gavaskar Trophy. They're being cagey. We're not sure yet whether Jasper Bumrah and Ravi Ashwin will play, but, gee, they're a quality outfit. The Aussies will have yet another opening combination with Will Pukowski's shoulder injury ruling him out after his terrific test debut. Marcus Harris and Dave Warner will face the music in the last game of a series that's got pretty juicy. It's also Nathan Lyon's 100th test. Bowling, Gary. (laughs) And also making news this Friday, Tony, this is a bit of a bombshell. Wayne Bennett won't be backing up the amazing Queensland State of Origin series win. Can you believe it? He drops in and guides the so-called worst Maroons origin team ever to a remarkable series win, then pulls the pin. And the great man has decided he wants to concentrate on South Sydney and his quest for yet another premiership. Reports say that former Cowboys coach Paul Green is the man for the job, but just warming the seat for a gang of Queensland legends, including Cameron Smith and Billy Slater. Will be very interesting to see what happens this year with State of Origin, especially for Queensland. And bad news, as we reported earlier this morning, Tony, for the Australian Open tennis. Well, not sure exactly what it's going to mean for the tournament, but Andy Murray has tested positive for COVID-19. A lot of tennis players have copped the bug since Novak Djokovic's exhibition Let's All Get Coronavirus tournament. (laughs) Murray may well be still in the mix with the Open starting on February 8, but it's still all up in the air. He's featured five times in the final without yet holding the title. He's a bit of a fan favourite on Rod Laver Arena, so let's hope he can get on the court. Wait and see what happens. Thanks as always, Tony. Have a great weekend. 
Checking the weather details around the country this Friday morning as we head into the weekend. Brisbane sunny, 32 today. Becoming windy and partly cloudy for Sydney with a top of 29. Cooler temperatures today for Melbourne. Showers with a top of 20 degrees. 28, mostly sunny for Canberra. Showers expected and a cool 17 degrees on the way today. Partly cloudy, 21 for Adelaide. Sunny and 33 for Perth. And 33 degrees also expected this Friday for Darwin with showers and a possible storm. And I love this story. Here is a feel-good way to start your Friday. A video of an Irish dad has gone viral. Paul McDonnell was filming a birthday message for his brother David, who was turning 40 and lives in Australia. But when he recorded his dad's special clip, Paul Vincent couldn't make it past hello without cracking up. Hello, David. How are you? Paul decided to share the hilarious video online and has been overwhelmed by the response with more than 2 million views. All the bad news that's going on at the minute, um, people need us something to smile at, something to laugh at. That's what it's done. I rang him on Friday evening to say, Dad, hello, David. The hashtag hello, David is trending. And, uh, you know, as usual, he was like, to my mum, he was like, uh, I'm trending now, Pauline. And then all you can hear in the background is... What does that mean? <laughs> it is well worth a watch. It's a great video and a great way to start your weekend. And that's all you need to know to start your day with your morning agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. Please rate and review and you can also follow us on your socials at Your Morning Agenda on Instagram. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we'll see you on Monday and have a great weekend.